some crazy dictator in the 80s woke up one day and basically said we are moving to the right hand side of the road right and the funny thing is that all their vehicles their right hand the silly part is that the dictator is dead and gone and the public could have easily just moved but they went on with it and even now they can move but guess what they're doing they're importing now left hand drive vehicles like a radio broadcast advises safety at all times discourages underage riding but celebrates the spirit of motorcycling and how the 70th episode of the biker radio broadcast a podcast on motorcycling from india celebrating its heroic riders legendary mechanics and iconic builders through stories told by members of the community one legend at a time i'm shandy Well on the 69th episode we brought to you the story of Nosh Mistry a biker of Indian origin now settled in Australia who's a musician a bicyclist an artist photographer financial analyst band member traveler hiker blogger IT professional content developer and although we didn't ask him about it chances are he's a down good cook as well <laughs> well Nosh Mistry is perhaps the copy paste version of his father Feroz Mistry another original and we brought to you part of his story to kick off our first father Sun episode. Feroz Mystery's full story will be told once we got this god awful pandemic behind us and we can fly to meet the Pune legend himself. Today we bring to you the journeys of Nosh Mystery as he aligns with the magnetic draw of the Himalayan mystique, a family man who enjoys the outdoors. He's married to his college sweetheart Dipali and is father to the two princesses Elisha and Layana. Now we're chuffed with the response we got with part 1 of the Nosh Mystery story and we welcome you back to the 70th episode of the Long Way Home where we ask the 70s kid about his journey into the Himalayas some of which are unbelievably charming. Nosher Mystery in our guest seat. I'm Shandy. You're on the Biker Radio broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. You run this blog. Tell us about this blog. Ah, uh, that was the Adventure Rider um Yeah I I try to contribute my when I go in for a a, a multi-day motorbike trip mm. I try to sort of uh, write up something there because I do enjoy writing and that is a place I found where you know all interests meet and yeah. there are people there's an audience there as well so I also think you're very popular with women I guess is this true <laughs> I don't know <laughs> There's not enough time to find out. <laughs> I read that blog and then the two women show up in a bar, you sit chat and then one of them says, "Do you want ah, a bike?" That, uh, oh my goodness, that doesn't happen with people like me. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, there were Canadian females there, but yeah, good. Um, it was an unplanned trip. That's an amazing story. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um look in 2014 I was on a trip in India and mm. um yeah, it was sort of an unplanned trip as well. Mm. And uh I went up into the mountains, made my way to to Ladakh, to Leh. Mm. and uh, i was sitting in a restaurant there i sort of booked tickets to go to kargil and then i was wanting to get to this monastery called fuktal monastery right you know it was all before all of this darcha road and everything was was coming in this was in the zanskar region yes so how would you get uh, there this is where uh, by bus and then you had to walk for 3 days to get to the monastery so right. that was the whole sort of thing there and i i, I was wanting to get get to that monastery for a while so okay. when i was in le i was eating dinner next morning bus to kargil mm. and then you know jeep it or taxi it or whatever it is for a little while till you get to that next point mm. and then you walk mm. um but in the restaurant you know there's two girls turned up from from somewhere <laughs> i guess they rode their bikes <laughs> from manali yeah and um there are two royal enfields 350s Yeah. and uh, they were leaving for thailand the next day so mm. they were not going to be able to return their bikes to manali i just asked them how the trip was and everything there and before i knew it they said we are moving do you want a bike <laughs> so um okay i'll have the bike <laughs> and just like that i had a bike to to travel around and um is this the story you tell everybody or is there a real story to this <laughs> This is the real story. <laughs> <laughs> this is unbelievable. This this doesn't happen. It is unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> it is unbelievable. Yeah, Two girls show it, up. It happened at a restaurant. Yeah. Sit with you, yeah. chat, and say, "Hey, do you want a bike?" Well, and, well, they were sitting at, at the next table. I did see okay. them ride up. All right. And uh, yeah, and sort of they were talking about their bike trip and I sort of asked them how the trip was okay and, uh, we enjoyed and it's this and that and, you know coming up from Manali to Leh is, is spectacular it's yeah, it one is. of the best rides in the world true and uh, yeah they they didn't have a toolkit or no nothing in the bike at all <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was a rental bike from Manali it's uh, as basic as that <laughs> okay and they told me there was a red uh, Enfield and there was a or reddish Enfield and there was a grey one and they told me take the grey one because uh, it is it is a More little bit better condition than the red one <laughs> and both were horrible. And so, your job was to return the bike to the gentleman or you know what, what was this nah, nothing, deal with the bike? Nothing, nothing. They had paid the full deposit on it, so it did not make any sense for them. For them, it was like four hundred dollars or something like that, or three hundred dollars. So they could just write it did off not and. Make exactly yeah. exactly wow. so it didn't make sense for them to spend another four days going back to manali um return the bike and then take a flight out of delhi or wherever else okay so they just flew out from leh straight to delhi or uh, somewhere else their connecting flight was i don't even remember and they flew into thailand and i had a bike <laughs> amazing so, and and yeah. and and so what did you do with it um I rode or cancelled my bus tickets rode to Kargil rode to this last point Padum is the village over there Yes um and a little bit beyond as well I mean the the border roads organization was still 
blasting and working and sort of creating that road there yeah so this is um, this is when lay is almost closing off so it's end of october already and uh, right. you know snows are starting to come in there's nobody there mm. uh, there's no tourists going to zanskar anyways or at least mm. they didn't back then in 2014 mm. uh, now it's become a little bit more popular i guess mm. but it's still uh, still a desolate sort of valley there um or a region right and then got there walked up to the monastery you know stayed there for a while enjoyed the whole area the people wow. the hospitality i mean i, I rode from leh to padam in in a, in one go so it was a long ride <laughs> that um, was a long one yeah yeah it was a long ride and if you've been to that region you'll know that after kargil the roads are basically non-existent and on yes. royal enfield 350 <laughs> it's not much fun <laughs> i hope you had a toolkit uh no i had my leatherman <laughs> i had my leatherman which was uh, which was all i had Hi this is Nosh and you're on the Biker Radio broadcast. I I was not prepared for a bike trip. I'm sure. I didn't have any bike clothing. I had my normal sort of walking hiking jacket. Um yeah. you know a lot of people in India ride that way. A lot of people in India ride to Ladakh to Leh yeah. in yeah. that way. They get into yeah. trouble at times as well. Yes. Um and you know that's 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 something that if you're not uh fully conscious about your abilities about your decision making about what you and the whole thing about you being comfortable in a situation and being able to judge where you're going to cross the line and take yeah. a risk which is going to not work out too well for you you've got to be comfortable with all of that you're right so i mean i've i've been in situations where i have spent multiple days hiking in the mountains alone by myself so i'm fairly comfortable with all of that mm. and um yeah in 2009 i'd sort of done a trek uh, to a place called um this is uh, this is a peak region in in the kumaon himalayas it's called panchachuli range right. and from there there's a glacier uh, called hardeol glacier and it's on the border of india and tibet mm. um and again similarly you know because the only time i can get any sort of time off at that time was october november and okay. uh, yeah i i reached there in november and uh, why is and that so why is that why is it was just november? the way my contracts it was just the way my contracts work okay. commitments worked out um, okay. i would have a gap between then okay and that's how it just worked out wow. um so yeah i hiked up there uh, and you've got to actually there's there's again hardly any tourists that go there so I'm not sure yeah. by now you've gathered that I like to go where <laughs> where it's <Yeah>. quieter <laughs> yes uh, and how do you get wind of these places do you do research and then say okay I want to do this or do you it's here say you heard it from somebody saying that you know these guys it's a bit of both it's a bit of both because okay. if you can do research and if you can find such stuff <laughs> it means it's already there right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's it's a bit of both um Okay. and to me you know that that is where the real india lies 
yes it's absolutely not in the cities it is not any like i was riding to to i, I rode to padam i turned up at this villager's hut and he welcomes me in um mm. i know that the mountain people or or any village people in india have mm. got this warmth yes. and hospitality which is way beyond anybody living in any city yeah so it's beyond know, it's, logic it's a very yeah it's beyond logic and it's a comforting feeling as well that you know that you can turn up and yes. if you are genuine yes uh, i i know a lot of people get taken advantage of as well but if you are genuine mm. Uh, you're truly sort of welcomed in. You eat what they eat. You don't fuss around. Um, yeah. That's 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 the real India to me. That's where the soul of India is. Yes. And yeah, similarly, I sort of went for this hike. Um, turned up, and the army had to sort of say that they they made me write a waiver that they're not going to come in after me because a rescue mission is not going to work out for one guy. Mm. So I signed that waiver, and I walked for. Twenty some odd days. Uh, I didn't see a single person for about fifteen, sixteen days. So, yeah, that's sort of. Um, if you're not comfortable with that situation, if you're not comfortable in making those decisions, in um, in thinking things through, even when you know, even when the pressure is on, you're better off not going to these places. The bike actually. <laughs> when I came back, I broke a clutch wire. I rode mm. all the way from Kargil to Leh without a clutch, mm. um, which was a little bit painful, especially when there is when you have to stop the bike and there's yeah. road work going on and things like that. So <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit tricky. Yeah. Uh, but uh, after that, I went off to Pangong Lake, and on the way back, the chain on the bike broke. So you know, it was not a well maintained bike, anyways. Mm. Um, and I just put that bike into a villager's hut, and as I had got it, I gave it. off to somebody else <laughs> i don't even know who picked it up that um, is I just amazing left the helmet and keys over there and that was it uh, i walked uh, for a that's an unbelievable story <laughs> it is it, it really is it really is paid forward yeah that was just leave it there and whatever else You almost sound like Bear Grylls. <laughs> no, nothing like that. <laughs> I don't have cameras following me. Believe me. <laughs> if if I'm filming, I'll put the camera there, and then I'll think twice whether I want to take the shot because I'll have to walk all the way back to pick up that damn camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But talking of which, you you're a photographer yourself. You do a bit of photography. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Again, Dad. Thanks to Dad. Uh, so. Yes. you know that's that's where all of that sort of gear geekiness and uh, everything comes in from and that dad's not only imparted the photography side i mean he's a brilliant artist himself he can sketch and draw wow. um, brilliantly so you know it it works for me as well i've obviously pursued that as well and mm. yeah do a few things that dipali must be super impressed eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh she married me <laughs> that's nice but yeah it's it's um again you know it's it's things that i enjoy doing anyways so i find or make time for it everybody has a regular job again it's what you do beyond that to grow yourself to to whatever else you want to Hi this is Shivrat Singh and you're listening to the Bike Radio broadcast. 
dad turned 70 uh, mm. in 2015 mm. and um, we sort of wanted to do something different or mm. something that we both enjoy doing and that is okay. riding bikes yes <laughs> so wow. we decided to do a bike trip and um, i was obviously in australia at that time mm. um, i had i had a fair idea that i wanted to ride my bike back from india to australia i just really? wasn't sure when i would get a chance to do that yeah <laughs> so when he sort of we were talking and then said all right this is the opportunity i'll do this where similar to my work commitments i had a break mm. and um i i took about five and a half six months off everything um mm. so that allowed me to fly my bike in from sydney to delhi um, okay. took four days to clear it in customs dad had bought his bike uh, in dehradun he was waiting mm. for me to arrive there and we traveled around the himalayas no agenda no timings no schedule for wow. seven and a half weeks so we just had a ball the best 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 time ever so that was uh, where that all was did you go what we enjoyed oh, i would say where didn't we go in the himalayas it was it was that good um we did the whole lay to shrinagar thing uh we went off deep into himachal we went off deep into the garhwal the kumaon side of it everything around the north absolutely wow. everything around the north Uh, wow. there's there's literally places where there was yeah, there's there's no bikes there's no nothing um you know it's it's places like that which is off completely off the mainstream radar mm. um because anyone who's anyone on the bike sort of thing wants to go and do the manali lay thing and i can understand why it's a beautiful ride i mean it's a beautiful yeah. ride but there is so much more so much more mm. um yeah, it's just crazy the amount of roads and you know the whole it's 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 a playland and i mean we we don't even uh, dad obviously you know he's with at 70 and on a road bike he didn't want to handle too much off-roady stuff but if you what was he riding off-road he he a honda unicorn 160 okay all right that was his bike of choice um right and he sort of gets fired up every time and enfield would cross him so he didn't <laughs> let that happen <laughs> he got into a fair few races around manali oh. and going up and <laughs> now i'm sort of enjoying this from the back <laughs> but yeah the little thing moved really well um yeah. it was light enough it worked yes. it just works it's a honda that's amazing that's amazing so yeah if if you factor in all the off road parts of it there is so much more as well which yes. uh, you know which we don't do or um, pre- predominantly again because of the bikes i guess yeah. if there's a serious off roading bike available in india i'm sure a lot of people would would travel so what's your well. bike of your choice i mean what do you ride around uh, so for in, that in trip to in uh, in australia i've got Well, I've got two bikes. Um, okay. I'm not a sort of believer in horsepower and CC and all that. So my right. main road bike is a Honda a CB 500X, mm. which is um, 470 CC twin. Mm. It's a fairly new sort of Honda. Mm. And the bike that I rode to India was a Yamaha 250 uh, WR 250R, which okay. is a trail bike. Um, okay. 
So it's got good suspension. It's got everything there. And I mean, the idea was that if I'm going there at that time, I sort of, I was, I timed it with the Raid de Himalaya uh, mm. rally as well. Which, which year is, was this? This was 2015. Okay. All right. And uh, that's where I met Ashish. Is that where you met Ashish? Okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I okay. mean, we finished 12th and 13th. He was 12th. I was 13th. Okay. <laughs> he was All on right. a triumph. Uh, he was on a triumph triple. Yeah, which was, yeah. Yeah, it was a huge bike. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a massive fuel tank and everything there. But um, <laughs> everyone's got stories about the tiger <laughs> and Ashish on it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. But the raid, I mean, you know, it was what, six days of racing. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, the guy who won it, Arvind KP, he went on to sort mm. of go into the Dakar and all of that as well yes. that year. Yeah. So uh, the whole TVS factory team was there and, you know, it was it was good going. 160 starters and about <laughs> 35 finishers. So I was happy to, to come in 13th yeah. after riding around for seven and a half weeks with dad. Yes. Did that raid. Um put my bags on and and I mean I was a one one person team literally there was uh, right. yeah there was no support no nothing uh, I just knew enough about my bike it. I had yeah. Uh, yeah and I had to finish it um, yeah. but yeah it's uh, I was again I was fairly comfortable with my capabilities on that yeah both riding wise and mechanically as well right. and uh, that's what I would do I would sort of service my own bike in the evening um, and yeah, be ready to race the next day. So six days of hard, good, hard racing. Um, finished 13th and then loaded up my bags in Srinagar. Uh, you know, you have just got, I had two side bags and one little bag at the back. Mm. And then started my journey to ride to Australia. Hi, this is Mark Hower, the founder of the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. And you are listening to the Biker Radio Rodcast. Hi, this is Nosh, and this is The Long Way Home. Listen, connect, ride on. So Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... Uh, that and was your route it. is? <laughs> so from Srinagar, um, you know, all the way down, I, I wanted to stop past Jamshedpur. I definitely wanted to come back. It had been, what, 22 wow. years since my last visit? Yes. 23 years, something like that. Yeah. Since the time I left Jamshedpur. Uh, so yeah, I, I had to I had to go back. I had to stop there and you met um, a bunch of friends there? Ah, uh, met a, a lot of good friends there. Yes. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> That's great. Absolutely. I stayed there for about uh, 5 6 days or something like that. Okay. And then I came into Calcutta um mm. and then started going up towards Guwahati, uh, Mizoram, mm. Meghalaya. And I've got mm. a fair few friends from sports and everything there. So right. um, there's a good cycling friend there in, in uh, Manipur, a guy called Bikram, Bikram Singh. Okay. And he's good friends with Mary Com as well. So, yeah, we met up there and okay. so all that sort of stuff. And um, uh, then moved into Burma. So my wife actually joined me in, um, in Siliguri. In uh-huh. Siliguri or Guwahati, I forget now. It was a long okay. time ago. <laughs> she she flew in from Australia, um, oh. and uh, our daughter, who was ten at that time, she didn't oh. want to miss school, 
so hmm. she hasn't missed a single day of school since she's started school uh, right from wow. her nursery so what's her name so that uh, elisha okay so she didn't want to miss school so hence she didn't come with her mom um mm. she flew in later into thailand where we would have to be on time to pick her up <laughs> how sweet so she stayed here with friends and um who put her on a flight and then she flew into bangkok and we picked her up over there wow so so both of you yeah, were riding so, the bali uh, both you? of us yeah we were on the one bike through india and burma burma okay. was excellent absolutely absolutely magical and in 2015 if you recollect we were passing through burma at a very very interesting time because yeah. um, aung san suu kyi was in yes. power yes. but the army would only allow her to come into sort of she would officially start in april of 2016 right and there was this whole thing about uh, burma is a bit like vietnam or china where if you are traveling overland you need to have a government official with you escort yeah was back yeah escort yeah so i had to arrange all of those logistics beforehand yes. and we met at the burma border i didn't mm. realize that the time changes at the border <laughs> so <laughs> those guys were waiting for an hour for us and we uh. turned up and did our thing an hour later or whatever but anyways uh. um but burma was magical absolutely magical Wow. And uh, yeah this this time that we were in in Burma was just you know of course now the army has taken power back again and you wonder yes. what this whole political scenario is wow. because even back then we couldn't go to the north of Burma there was apparently yes. a war uh, on with the rebels hmm. but when you hear the inside story when you're actually traveling through you're not a tourist anymore on a hmm. bike you're a traveler hmm. Yeah. Uh, when you are traveling there uh, you start to hear this stuff where basically the army had created this artificial war so that before aung san suu kyi came into power they were smuggling out jade teak um, minerals uh, that was that wow. was a free corridor into china so a lot of the chinese army was involved a lot of the rich chinese people were involved there and you know they've got a massive casino right there because i think gambling is illegal in um in China or in that region there and then they've got this massive casino across the border where they come through and they do whatever they want yeah uh, but this is in the middle of a rebel zone so you know two and two don't add up together no i know so that corridor is full of a lot of yeah so we weren't things. allowed to even sort of head off towards that region at all as much yeah. as i would have loved to be there um because these escorts would sort of be closely following yeah. us right So um that sort of happened for about 3 or 4 days and then you know obviously they trusted us and we trusted them and everything and then I just told them give me the GPS location of where we need to meet up and <laughs> I will <laughs> I will meet you all there um, mm. we would meet up 3 or 4 times in the day but let me ride on my own so they right. agreed to do all of that and uh, oh, it that was, was sweet it was sweet it was sweet but uh, it took 3 or 4 days to build that trust and relationship and all of that right Right. and um, that's that's how it worked i mean strange also thing, they knew that you were you know mia bibi apne masti kar rahe hain apne motorcycle pe yeah possibly yeah, yeah. you're not going to smuggle some jade and stuff like that ah uh, <laughs> we are not the burmese army <laughs> <laughs> actually few people realize what india has to deal with you know yes yeah. yes actually there's so much more to it that 
you know people just oh, don't realize there's before i even knew you know there was this time when uh, i was on a vodafone plan there and when mm. i was riding through um, assam mm. and again being the person i am i didn't take the freeways um, mm. i took a sort of off road route from silchar to try and get to to manipur <laughs> um, which was some 450 some odd kilometers and oh my god i got a text from vodafone saying welcome to bangladesh your closest embassy <laughs> is calcutta <laughs> so i don't even know when i entered into bangladesh <laughs> there was some <laughs> wedding going on by the side of the road and a fight breaking out and <laughs> the truck drivers lining up and <laughs> okay we are in bangladesh <laughs> So yeah, yeah, funny as it was, the the Vodafone text was the only way I knew I was in Bangladesh. Gee. So there's there's literally no borders over there. There's no nothing. Right. There's no policing. So stuff happens. A lot of stuff Good. happens there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hi, this is Neharika, and you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast. One step up and two steps back. Hi, this is Nosh. Listen, connect, ride on. And and crazy thing in Burma when you shift from India you ride on the left side of the road you mm. move to Burma you ride on the right hand side of the road <laughs> and um, some crazy dictator in the 80s woke up one day and basically said we are moving to the right hand side of the road right. and the funny thing is that all their vehicles they are right hand because they are like India and yeah. you can imagine this they've got this whole elaborate system of if i indicate the blinker some three times then it's safe to pass it takes two people to drive a car in burma <laughs> and the a frame keeps coming in the way yes, you know in your vision but imagine if you are in a bus you're getting out yeah. onto traffic so a lot of the fatalities happen due to that oh and my yes, goodness i never thought about that yeah Yeah the silly part is that the dictator is dead and gone and the public could have easily just moved but they went on with it and even now they can move but guess what they're doing they're importing now left hand drive vehicles <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy <laughs> hey can we get past burma let's get into thailand quickly now <laughs> i'm sure there's a little more sanity there <laughs> Uh, yeah and and driving back onto the left side of the road so as soon as you cross burma there's a bridge into thailand and literally mm. halfway across the bridge you have mm. to change onto the left side of the road oh. so that was that was good um yeah yeah you cross a river into thailand and we were in there um a different country thailand is the big boss of the region you know there's right. there's and there's a marked sort of difference there yeah. um economically socially everything wise mm. so it's, more it's funny right. how you more upright yeah and it's funny how you notice that moving just one border yeah it's yeah it's you know mindset changes philosophies change thinking mm. changes everything and across a border it's completely different mm. so yeah it's um strange strange way to experience it but definitely it is there yeah so, it's yeah, like more uh, probably moving from belarus into germany or something absolutely absolutely <laughs> oh, well eastern to western block yeah um so thailand was you know of course thailand um mostly sort of big wide roads with a 711 mm. and a temple <laughs> at every place <laughs> 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 but uh, 
Yeah, we we quite we quite enjoyed Thailand. So our main thing was to try and get to Bangkok in time uh, because that wow. was a uh, I think two day ride uh, to pick up our daughter. And yeah. being a ten year old traveling on her own and sort of yeah. didn't want to let her be alone for too long. Yes. But uh, yeah, we were there. We were there on time, and uh, there was something about her tickets and all of that, and the flight was delayed and everything. But luckily, we were there to pick mm. her up. So that was where we also rented a second bike for my wife, and the daughter, okay. daughter, jumped on the back of mine, and okay. we rode we wow. toured extensively through Thailand, uh, north, south, everywhere. Chiang Mai, Chiang Rai, those are sort of riding capital areas for Thailand. Yes, up in the hills there. Um, you did it's, the it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yes, yes. Wow, it's beautiful riding. With a ten-year-old so again, uh, riding with a ten-year-old. Yes. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. She's um she's a good traveler. Elisha must be delighted. Yeah. I mean that's not going to uh, go away. No, no. No. Again it's an experience, right? So yeah. um she was a different person once she came out of this trip 8 weeks later. Wow. Time now for a pause on this 70th milestone. For some of you who are new on the show, Biker Radio Broadcast is a podcast, only spelt with an R, to give a new meaning to the radio on demand experience. This is a soundboard media original, and we're heard in 29 countries around the world. Thanks to you. Well, the show is anchored by the long way home interview, which features the story of an accomplished rider, mechanic, or even support luminaries from the motorcycling ecosystem in India, where motorcycling is quickly emerging as a lifestyle. Now, 46% of our listeners are women, and we are so proud of that. Our shows are indeed too long, but too good, or so we're told. And if you want to be a part of it, log on to our website. Yes. just dot com us and we'll take it from there time now to hop back in on the long way home with our intrepid traveler and guest nosh mystery also an acclaimed musician who's been so generous to put together this musical underliner piece especially for the biker radio broadcast here listen to this Genius, and we thank you for it. But just a word before we get back onto the show, I really hope you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Although we're not too sure about how long these platforms will be afloat in India, so to be doubly sure that we are connected and stay connected, please scroll down for registration on the BikerRadioRoadcast.com homepage. Hey, we're living in the love of the common people. Why are poor people so nice? When you don't have much, you're not afraid of losing it. I guess once you start gathering stuff, this is mine. This is yours. <laughs> Hi, this is Nosh, and this is the long way home. Listen, connect, ride on. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. from Thailand we knew that we wanted to go into Laos um, yeah. 
we wanted to spend some time there yes. so we we tried to ride food. into laos good food good everything but a very poor country really yes and yeah. um, i think it ranks about 26th or 27th uh, poorest country from the bottom sort of there so i'm sure the people are brilliant like like anywhere super like nice anywhere. right it's it's the people absolutely why are poor people so nice don't know <laughs> <laughs> don't know yeah it's no. a good question why are poor people so nice when you don't have much you're not afraid of losing it i guess once you start <laughs> gathering stuff you, yeah this is mine this is yours <laughs> yeah anyways that's that's um, but uh laos was surprisingly pleasant surprisingly beautiful uh we sort of took a and and this was not just a biking trip right we were we parked our bikes um yes. for a few days we took a slow cruise down the mekong river wow um we were we were there for yeah on the on the boat for two days uh, you sort of break <laughs> at night live in a laos village mm. um when we finally sort of ended that journey ends um at a place called Vientiane or something like that yeah, it's a very yeah. french name yes um and you could get the choicest of french baking in that street in laos i know whatever I, you wanted you could yeah, get that uh, the, yeah. the 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 sign posts and the everything are still in french lao and english as well so, thank god for that yeah it was <laughs> Uh, no, you I can still get a little bit of uh, this exotica the French, in Asia. Oh, you know? yes, yes. In the yes, middle of yes, Asia. Yes, in the middle of Asia. Um, and a lot of what is still happening there is, you know, landmines are still being unearthed from when America yes. was in there and the yeah. Vietnam War and all of that. So there is a lot of, um, lot of people still getting blown up. a lot of yeah. his legs still getting blown up so yeah. but uh, uh, again you know it's it's a side of the world that you don't normally see um yeah. stunningly yeah. beautiful na- naturally as well and mm. what happens very interestingly traveling through the himalayas the himalayas are granite mountains they are granite mountains mm. and as they come towards assam they become from granite to limestone yeah more crumbly a lot of the cement yeah and more crumbly but also a lot more because of the water and the rains they get yes. a different shape as well right and that's what carries through to laos and right down through to malaysia as well okay so it's basically one big sort of mountain chain going right, right. down there which you know geography teaches us something but then yes. the country borders come in and you think that okay the mountain range has changed <laughs> it <laughs> it's hasn't. not it hasn't it's the same you, land so you what you're basically saying is that you are seeing a general uh, a mountainous structure you know a range uh, yes. right from the tip of india actually beyond uh, yep. all the way uh, uh, on the shoulder of india down through uh, southeast asia into yes yes malaysia into malaysia yeah wow this is the first time so, i've heard that if you if you see it on a map as well yeah i can see it on the map you sort of notice that topography yes there's the ridge kind of thing right yeah yeah oh wow i pretty much thought so it ends uh, somewhere in myanmar and that's it i never well, thought it went beyond 
but that's the label that we've given it right okay. we call it the himalayas and after that we call it something else so you know it's it's that same sort of question where we are taught in geography how many oceans do we have <laughs> a one like you say seven seven oceans no, <laughs> Pacific, Atlantic, one. this that and everywhere, but it's one right <laughs> yeah one ocean so it's the same deal there i mean we are literally one world there is no planet b for us um yes and sadly we have messed up quite a few things um and beyond i was looking at the space debris that's around the world Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like a buff bag, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, whatever it is, I guess humanity has got to get its act together at uh, some point it. in time. Otherwise, otherwise Shall I quote some Roger Waters here? Sure, do. This is so succinct, you know. The species yes. has amused itself to death. Death. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Hi this is Nosh and this is the long way home The Biker Radio broadcast Listen connect ride on So the mountain goes that far The ma- well that's what my observation is um mm. and and it's sort of it all basically has to flow through some fault line and that's where it becomes the fault line around indonesia around uh, all of those areas where you have the volcanic eruptions happening because this is the Correct. gondwana landmass that would have broken across from Correct. australia at that time and then started floating up right so you know again india was part of australia or they were both one yeah. landmass yeah a few people know about that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's it's funny because you know we have a have a good friend uh, up in the northern territory and um, okay he says that a lot of the aboriginal dream time stories are yes. very similar to the stories that you'll find in the villages in south india yeah deccan plateau that's what it's connected yes, to deccan right deccan plateau yeah Yep. Yeah. And if you sort of start seeing the features and the of the people as well they share some similarity over there. The, the Absolutely. people in Australia versus the Deccan, yeah. Genetically they're the same. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So yeah, lots of lots of interesting observations which we don't normally make as tourists if we turn up to a hotel and, you know, eat yeah. drink and do the normal touristy things which uh, which get highlighted on a trip like this so that was thailand then into laos and then we tried to get into cambodia but there was apparently some um dispute over a border temple so we couldn't that that border <laughs> was shut um and we had to detour 700 kilometers so we had to come back into thailand and then enter into cambodia Oh so that was uh, that was an unplanned 700 kilometer ride which our 10 year old did like a champion she was just <laughs> all right let's do this amazing <laughs> uh, so she was uh, she was really good with all of that cambodia we toured around again uh, for a few days before we made our way back into thailand yeah and then started going down towards malaysia as well yeah um malaysia was 
was beautiful um we traveled quite a bit through the east uh, sorry the yeah the eastern side okay. the western side is where you'd have uh, kl and all of that yeah yeah i went to ipo and then crossed across the mountain range over there um onto the eastern side traveled mm. quite a bit over there and then of course to kl where i've got a good friend living there so we stayed okay. there for a few days yeah and um then slowly made our way down towards singapore okay and uh, that that was a bit of an error on my part because singapore is this country again which is separated from malaysia about 55 years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the only thing keeping singapore singapore is that bridge across from johar bahru to singapore correct so that was yeah it was a funny place great place to be as a tourist funny yeah. place to be as a traveler when you are going in there with a bike i mean every other place oh. i had my bike papers stamped my passport stamped sitting yeah. on the motorbike i yeah. didn't even have to get off my motorbike at the borders we would do that mm. and that's it and all the carnet papers and everything there but singapore yeah. was a strange place they made me go back and forth three times before i could get my bike in so i actually had to oh. leave my bike come back to singapore apply for some sort of a I had all my permits but I had to mm. apply for some insurance uh, which uh, they need to give yeah. me a tag to go on their freeways. I said I'm okay. not going to use the freeways. I'm not right. in Singapore for traveling. I've traveled halfway around Asia. I don't want to roam around a 42 square kilometer island. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get my bike on a boat. That's it to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Neharika and you're listening to Biker Radio Broadcast. the biker radio podcast listen connect ride on and they no, wouldn't got to listen to stag. you uh, now they yeah. wouldn't and you know silly things like my bike's uh, number plate is ANF00 that's the registration number that i got over here in australia uh. they're trying to input that 00 into their system and it won't accept it because it is not <laughs> a value a number value <laughs> yeah So it has to have a number or some sort of value otherwise it thinks right. you're just putting in nothing in there and I oh, spent really? half a day so trying Sing- to explain Singapore, to them look Singapore doesn't couldn't get that right that's amazing that right. yeah I spent half a day trying to tell them that and of course yeah. nobody wants to nobody wants to take the sort of responsibility for it so each guy is calling his superior and his superior and his superior and you know ultimately half a day later i told them you'd have to put some sort of a symbol for this to accept it because i know i do this for a living i'm in it <laughs> trust me <laughs> no that will compromise our security and okay <laughs> you know while you're saying this i'm looking at the map and my question to you is did you really need to go through singapore couldn't you have just gone not to malacca not at all crossed over no not allowed no no not i didn't need to go into singapore at all so that yeah. that's what i'm saying so that was part of the trip where my planning wasn't the best i okay. should have actually just remained uh, finished up in malaysia and maybe yeah. from johar bahru i should have shipped my bike out back to darwin oh so uh okay in singapore everything is expensive right it's three times the price yeah, yeah, you yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. allowed to leave singapore with a tank. and why don't they smile yeah Singapore nobody in Singapore yeah. smiles even my family who lives there have stopped smiling <laughs> you'll be caught on camera 
No, I'm kidding <laughs> you. Was the I most love you guys. I'm just kidding you. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most paranoid place I visited as um yeah. But you're not allowed to leave Singapore to go into uh, Joh- uh, into Malaysia with a tank uh less than 3/4 full of petrol. Okay. They actually peek inside your car and see if your yeah. tank is got lesser than that otherwise you feel like just get out lesser. don't come back <laughs> <laughs> now nah, great place as a tourist no i was thinking that you probably would have hopped across uh, and uh, r- ridden the bike further down to jakarta and wouldn't you wouldn't you have wanted It's, to do that all the way i would way? have loved to i i would have loved to but that involves around three ferry trips or or uh, three yes. times shipping the bike a lot more so that uh, yeah and we were running out of time as well yeah my right. don't forget my daughter wanted to get back for her yes. school <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah so that's quite a bit i mean from the himalayas yeah. down to singapore that's that's yeah and then shipped the bike to darwin um yeah. flew into darwin and then rode the bike from darwin to sydney which was uh, yeah. which was boring comparatively but uh, you know it's it just sort of finishes the leg of the the travel that i wanted to do <laughs> wow the biker radio broadcast listen connect ride on hi this is nosh and this is the long way home this is like a love in your soul the other story was even more fascinating i mean there you are riding around on a weekend i suppose you meet up with dave and he yes. looks at the horizon yes. says those mountains <laughs> like what mountains that's a, that's yeah. a weird story it is it is um australia is the flattest continent on earth okay our highest mountain here is called mount kosciuszko it's about 2300 meters high wow and um, we just trekked up to the top with my little 3 year old so <laughs> it's it's that well, it's yeah i carried her most of the way but uh, it's it's flat it's not mm. it's not very high right and um, anything there are hills here there are steep hills mm. um, i wouldn't say that they are not steep but they are short Mm. you know you have, uh, the the most that you can sort of ride around would be yeah maybe 80 100 kilometers in the hills and that's mm. that's talking in the snowy mountains in australia it's called the mm. australian alps mm. um, great place it even snows there we go skiing there so as much yeah. as australia is considered a desert place uh, there's still good amount of snow there right great for uh, it's it's an adventure land i mean we i go mountain biking there when i can a lot of cycling okay. there um lot okay. of hiking and all of that sort of jazz there this is the outdoors uh, the mountainous outdoors equivalent for us how far is it from uh, sydney 5 and 1/2 hours to get there yeah. so about 500 okay. kilometers 550 kilometers up the coast or now down down the coast 
okay. down towards melbourne okay so like um, like india as well there is a lot of dirt roads which connect oh yes to, i see when it. i get a chance i uh, when i get a chance i sort of like to go across on those dirt roads wow um, yes that's where i met dave on one of my trips where i was on a dirt road out on a weekend um sort of just riding around and that's how i bumped into dave <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then from there is where i said you don't know mountains if you haven't been to the himalayas so that's that's mountains not not 2000 meters i mean <laughs> that's the foothills of the himalayas <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um, before we knew it we dropped in nugget him uh, dave and a guy called stefan from germany and yes. i contacted ashish and we yeah. all got a, a, a band together and we said right let's let's ride in india <laughs> <laughs> and just like that i mean literally just like that we booked our tickets and we were there in india in delhi yeah. and the rest is on the video <laughs> i know and that's amazing you, uh, people should go and check this video out on youtube we'll attach a link of that well i hope we get to see all of you guys back here in india i would soon. love to as soon as possible uh, yes and make sure you've got froze on it oh he <laughs> he would he would love to be along i mean we yeah. had planned another trip uh, for last october which didn't happen yeah. we were mm-hmm. uh, getting bikes from yamaha australia so the new yamaha tenere 700 is what mm. yamaha australia is providing nugget dave and myself to ride <laughs> from sydney through to mount everest base camp on the china oh, side oh man that would be so something look all all the stuff is ready for that trip yamaha is still yeah. on board uh, yamaha australia wow. is still on board so whenever borders open up they yeah. are keen for us to do that trip and of course film wow. it and you know all of that uh, make sure you get a good seat for nugget yeah <laughs> well he'll pick the seat over here <laughs> he, he's he's apparently pretty well known in india now <laughs> so what's his name here His name is Tony. <laughs> and uh, he just ended up helping a bunch of guys on that bike trip mm. and somebody said he's a nugget uh, you know he helped us out and that's it the name stuck. So <laughs> <laughs> genuinely funny, genuinely helpful guy. Oh yeah, you know what if you don't have a sense of humor you got nothing. You're nothing, a poor man. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And nuggets so rich. Yeah. I I particularly like this uh, you know the hunt for that Kali Mata temple. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the funny thing is we did all of that and then mm. once you cross over um Rotang Pass. Yeah. Uh, both Ashish and me were joking with Dave now Kali Mata can't protect us. It is now Buddha <laughs> from here onwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sort of that played out on my longer journey as well you know between countries and borders and you know how mindsets and philosophies just change because you move from one region to the other hi this is ausip chako on the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on gonna make a change for once in my Gonna feel real good. Gonna make a difference. Gonna make it right. Hi, this is Nosh. 
and this is the long way home. So if you had the opportunity to ride with anyone from history or from contemporary times or even imagination, who would that one person be and why? I've already done it. I've ridden with dad. <laughs> so that was the the one person I, I, I would have loved to have ridden with. Um, and yeah, I've done that. So we look forward to our next ride as well. But uh, yeah, I think it's... It's a way of appreciating everything that he's done for me. So Nosh Mistri, thank you so much for being on the Biker Radio broadcast on the long way home. It was brilliant to have you on the show. It was a heart to heart. Enjoyed it so much. I wish you all the best with your music, with your photography, with your bicycling, which thank continues even you. now. <laughs> and I don't know how much more, man. Just <laughs> power on. Or should I say ride on? Right on, yes. Pedal yeah. on. <laughs> Pedal on, yeah. Thanks, thanks again. It was lovely, lovely being part of it. And with that, we come to the close of our second episode with Nosh Mystery, a friend and someone we're eagerly waiting to meet up when he gets back on Indian shores. We at Biker Radio Broadcast have wanted to show our respect for all the people and businesses who are helping the Indian government battle out the second wave of this pandemic. We only know how devastating the third wave, if any, is going to be. And our best hope is to get vaccinated at the earliest possible opportunity, board the stables and hold our horses. We would like to continue to express our respect for the frontline workers and medical warriors for their selfless war in this unfortunate pandemic. Now, we just witnessed the Buddha Purnima and what a brilliant moon it was. You know, Buddha taught us tolerance because it is tolerance that endures provocation. And God knows, this virus is provocation for sure. But thank you for tuning in once again from the 70th episode of The Long Way Home. Signing off, I'm Shandy. Be good, and if you can't be good, be safe. You're on the Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, right on. Right on.